0: Got Got Your Your Ears Ears On is brought brought to you you by by... Tactical Legion 9. Alright everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. Oh yeah. And Judson. Scoot,
1: you might remember us last week talking about it, but Act 3, Return of the Stevenson is going
0: really well as of late. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's back. He's back. I mean, he's had two great games this week. A tough loss uh, for the first game that started off the week against TCU, 76 to 72. Uh defense was a problem in that game for us. I mean, I, I don't I've never seen this before in my life. I think TCU scored and Johnson correct me if I'm wrong, like something like 65% of their points in the paint, like either layups or dunks or whatever. Yeah, it was it's, insane. It, it was like a layup line.
1: Uh layups yeah. and dunks. Yeah, it was the interior defense scoot was probably the poorest we've seen it all season. I would I would guess.
2: Yeah, and I don't I don't really know why that was cuz it's not typical of our team um it was unusual and then coach huggins of course after the game talked about how he was looking for leaders so there's there's that so i don't know how the leaders caused all the problems but apparently they did
1: yeah well i think two two things come to mind about this game one we were uh, I don't know, sold a bill of goods scoot on Lampkin. He's not playing. Yeah. And then he's maybe playing, maybe that's right? what
2: threw them off. I have no idea. And but, but
1: that was weird. And then the frustrating part of this, Guido, I think you were getting ready to go there, but you know, there's no TCU is without miles in this game. And coming into the game, I thought that's a gift like if you needed a you know yeah they are help me big the, man yeah all right you, if if you needed a little help me on the road man i thought there you go especially the way big tunka played the first uh, time. on the interior in yeah. Morgantown against this team i felt great uh i blame scoot the terrible
2: court yes yeah, so i was going to say the you plays uh, on the laser tag center <laughs> the the <Yes>. Fort <laughs> Laser, Laser, Laser Tag Center. Center.
0: it's hard to stare at that for two hours it's it's hard to watch basketball on that court because you're too distracted by everything else on that court there's just too much going like,
2: on. like is it not a gimmick right so like to me that's the blue turf at boise state oh right? that's
1: a good yeah that's yes. a good that's comparison. like
2: hey don't look at what's going on here on the actual court right. just look at the court <laughs> just be distracted
0: by the surface Scooty, between the court and Jamie Dixon's hair, Ugh. it's a very distracting game to watch. He has a bit of a skunk vibe about him. I feel like that gray streak, whatever. Like it's like the color, the color, the color balance on his hair is getting off more. Well, and, more. and
1: Scoot, don't you feel like? He's just being contrary at this point because he has to hear everyone talk about his hair. He, like I feel like he's just being contrary. Like, I'm, you know what? I'm actually going to let it grow and get whatever the doodad is on top is going to get a, more thingy. And he's like, got a you bit of vibe.
2: Are... Have you ever watched the movie The Great Outdoors? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you remember the guy that got electrocuted by uh, lightning? He got hit by lightning several times. I forget yeah. what the number is, but he because he stutters because he'd been hit by lightning so many times. It's kind of the look I think he has had. Got. Jamie Dixon here, yeah, yeah, like a white streak.
0: My, I I see it. I see, I'm, I'm you gonna, would attribute
1: that to the light. Do you think Jamie Dixon has been struck by lightning? I mean, is it's that, very
0: possible. I thought it was more of a sill on Sopranos kind of vibe to it, but I I get. Oh, now that I too. can see,
1: yeah, yeah, I can see that.
0: But anyways, Eric Stevenson does have a good game. He scores seventeen points. Um, he continues to remain out of foul trouble, which I think is an important thing to talk about, right? Like, you know, he had three fouls in the game, continues to sort of like position himself to get the, you know, I mean, he, he did pay, t- play 27 minutes. He got benched or he, he got sat down for a little bit. I think, did he get all three of those fouls in the first half or two of those fouls in the first half, I think. And they, and they kind of were trying to control that, but he's still, you know, he's, he's Six for 17, 4 for 4 from the free throw line, plays a great game. Trey Mitchell, also Johnson, who you've been begging to have a great game, you know, plays 34 minutes, 15 points, uh, and looks good as well. So it's I mean, it, it looked like it was moving in the right direction in that yeah,
1: game. Yeah, I thought the rotations got weird again here, Scoot. We had just said last show, you know, the bench seemed to dramatically shorten mm-hmm. through the Auburn game this game felt weird again. Kobe's in before I think Toots and Seth, you yeah. know, um, or, or, or maybe I think it was actually James Aconquo was in after Kobe, which I'm not like no slate to Kobe, but that based on what we saw in the prior games, I was like, what, what are we doing here? Hugs. But that, that felt really awkward. And then I know we already talked about it, but Jimmy Bell finishing with, with four points, uh, in 18 minutes, he only had three rebounds. He really wasn't able to contribute. And I thought it gave, uh, you know, again, at a time when Miles wasn't on the court and Lampkin looked like he was maybe 70%, it just felt like an opportunity missed. Yeah,
2: I here. don't know. I don't know what's going on with Trey Mitchell and those guys, the the wing players. And I also don't know why. I'm gonna assume some of that was because of Hugs, who Hugs might have been upset with as to why we saw people the way we saw them because we were giving up so many points in the paint. But playing Kobe over Joe Toussaint, that I don't see how that would be a thing. Or playing Kobe over Seth Wilson doesn't seem like that was a a great idea in hindsight. So I don't, like I said, Kobe might be the greatest guy on earth. He just does not bring a lot of offense. And his defense is something that you can find in in Toussaint or Seth
0: Wilson. So I'm gonna say this, and I, I I will readily admit on this show, and I have numerous times that of the three of us, I am the least basketball knowledgeable. Like you guys are way more basketball than me. I'm more football than you guys, and like in some ways. And like I think that one of the things that I think since Larry Harrison left, and I think Hugs is making the rotations. I sometimes think Hugs doesn't remember who's in and when, or he, or he
1: like gets disorganized with. Him I or believe something. that. Yeah,
0: or like you know what, and I think that he might. I think about it like coaching like kids, like my, my eight, my my nine and eleven year old, right? Like there are times where it's like there's so much going on, and I'm not paying enough attention that I forget who's in and who I haven't put in, and I think that's what's happening with Huggins. Like I really do.
2: I I would venture to guess there's times where he's so upset with. Some aspect or some player that he's watching somewhere else on the court and, and doesn't realize, hey, I haven't gotten Joe in the game yet. Like, right? Oh man, right. what the heck? You know, and it's not like it's. I coach basketball. It's it can be easy to do, or you think you see something that might be working or is just about to turn the corner and work, so you keep trotting it out and you keep letting it play itself out, and then you know before you know it. 4 minutes has rattled off the clock and you didn't right make that move.
0: And I feel like Joe Toussaint is the one who's getting the like the brunt of this. Like I feel like he's the one who is he and of Seth all Wilson. the people yeah. he and Seth Wilson are getting like lost in the shuffle sometimes. Yeah, I, I agree with
1: that. And and look, in this TCU game, I, I started this, so I don't want to lead us astray, but they, they log more minutes than Kobe and Sumnick and these guys. But if you guys remember, I think we were texting each other because those guys were in the game later than than some of these other names. So that, that just felt weird. It felt like it put some really awkward lineups on the floor at different times. Um, and just overall, I... Again, it's so frustrating because I think this is yet another road uh, victory you had, you know, you you had within striking distance and it just sort of gets away from you. Now, uh, Guido, at the end of the game, we were talking about Jimmy Bell frustrated all game. I mean, he just didn't he just simply didn't have a good game and not up to his standards um, for what we've seen and especially not from the first game with the Horned Frogs. He then, I started to see it late on Twitter, but apparently had gotten into an altercation in the post game handshake line. And it looked, you know, we saw some videos on Mountaineer Twitter afterwards, and it, I mean, it didn't look didn't great. It didn't look nice. It didn't yeah, look great. Didn't, didn't look pretty great. Bad. He was he streaming in mad. there holding yeah, me back. I right. mean,
0: Jamie Dixon was jumping in there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think from my, my perspective, I mean, it was weird because it all kind of happened after the game went off TV, right? So they, like, game ends, they cut away yeah. fast now, right? in basketball. Um, I didn't listen to any of the post-game, so I didn't really hear what Tony had to say about it. It was a late game. and um, But, yeah, the videos that were online. And so apparently, Johnson, like, there was a fan or somebody in the crowd that was yelling about his mom or to his mom. I didn't catch that whole part of it. Yeah, and I think the... I think the quote that I
1: noticed the most was hug said that someone was kind of getting in Jimmy's mom's face in that section and he really wasn't having it and was trying to, was trying to go into the stands. Now, look, it's not funny scoot, but someone tweeted, uh, uh, the malice in the frog palace, which I thought it
2: rhymes. It, it's got well, good alliteration. I mean, it I was catchy. It Thank goodness. But, yeah. Thank
1: goodness that didn't happen. I mean, that would have been super ugly. But I mean, look, you can't blame a guy. I mean, and he uh He's uh, the wrong a, guy to mess with. Well, yeah, right. I, of all right. the guys, you're picking this dude, like that's bad choices like, for you. Not only
2: is he big, but he's shown that he has the mental fortitude to lose 70 or 80 pounds, or by some accounts maybe a hundred pounds. <laughs> and he's not going to be very the one short blinking amount of here. time yeah so you that, are that like, tells me he works out quite a bit right,
1: right. and you're going to mess with that guy right well we then go guido and we spend an entire post game and and i'm going to cue this up for scoot because i i think he called this out a little bit a little bit early on the text on the text machine but hugs then goes into you know we don't have a strong leader uh, and the guys that want to be leaders or say they're leaders, they're just running their mouth. They're not being strong leaders. Uh, and then we uh, come to the Oklahoma game.
2: Now, here's the thing that frustrates me about this, right? What was the final score? 76-72. Okay. So let's say we score six more points.
0: And here, and here's the thing about that that score, too, guys, is... TCU shot lights out. They shot 50% from the field. 51% from the field. WVU shoots 44% from the field. That's not bad. Like that's again, we're talking about the Big 12. Most games, if we're playing most other teams shooting 45%, 44% from the field, you're going to win a game. And the other team shoots Yeah, and 51%. Like Yeah. And we shot 84%
1: from the free throw line, which we never If we do.
2: win right. 78-76. Is some of the first things he say after the game about looking for leaders and leadership?
1: Are the leaders leading if yeah. we win by two, if we score six more points? Yeah, I, I don't. That's
2: a good point. Like I probably don't... not. Like I mean, it, to me, he goes into these like, and he doesn't need to be this way, but he goes to like, I'm gonna send a message. I'm ticked at this guy, so I'm just gonna let let them know without actually saying their name that. Uh, Emmett Matthews, you're not doing anything. I need you to do something, Emmett Matthews. Hey, Emmett, uh, I'm gonna say something about leaders here. You might want to listen to this post game presser because I'm talking to you,
0: Emmett Matthews. I think that the, the thing about it to me, Scooty, is is like I feel I feel hugs, coach speech, especially in the last five years as he's gotten older. Like it just gets thicker and thicker and thicker. To me, it's frustrating, and I,
2: th- as a player. If I were to hear that, I would be a little frustrated too. be like, come on, guy, like, just tell me, just tell me that you're not happy with what I'm doing and then tell me how you want me to fix it. That's what I'm thinking. Like, what am I not doing that you want me to do? And I'll do it. But don't go publicly and say that you're looking right. for leaders. We don't have leaders. Like, how about we don't air it in the uh, court of public if opinion? If you don't here? think I'm being a leader, tell me I'm not being a leader. Somebody else is a leader, then I guess. Like that's what we'll do. Like let uh, let Josiah Davis be the
0: leader. So Saturday, we come back to the collie. We come home. Are we calling it the collar, The Biscuit Basket. Do we have to? I the don't bis- want to. The Biscuit Basket. We I come would rather do that. The, the, biscuit yeah. the Biscuit Basket. We come back to the Biscuit Basket. We come back to the Coliseum, and uh we just put a show on Oklahoma. We just put a show on them, and I'm watching this game, and the only thing I can think about the whole game is Scooty was right. I hate, to like, I hate, and you know, like, you, you, any of you who've, if you any of there? you who've listened to the pod, say it a little, say it a little louder. Anybody who's listened to the podcast for the past five years knows that like the most painful thing for us to say, Johnson and I to say is Scooter, you're right. And you're right about Eric Stevenson. 34 points. He's Joe Alexander 2.0. It is, it is starting to me to look like an NBA player. It's looking the same. It looks the same as Joe Alexander now that you do it, like you talk about it now. And I can't watch him without thinking about that year and Joe, that Joe Alexander senior year and, like, Joe Alexander coming out and starting the season rough and then getting put in and then coming out in every game. He's, like, 24, 27, 34.
2: And both guys, and, and there's not a lot in common. Like, I think Joe's a lot taller than, than Eric was. I think Joe was, like, what, six eight something like that, six 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 eight, And Eric Stevenson's like 6'4". Um, Joe played only at the only school that he ever went to. I mean, Eric Stevenson's been around all over the place. But I think if there's one thing I feel like they've got in common, which is kind of hard to do because they're not the same, but is that they both have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They both, uh, Joe had one because I think Joe felt like, Hey man, I am a highlight reel and you're just letting me rot here on the bench. His whole first year didn't play. Beeline, because he wasn't a beeline type of guy. He couldn't, he wasn't an outside shooter. He wasn't super skinny. Yeah, you know, in didn't hindsight, know what to do with it him.
1: might be one of the only knocks against John Beeline
2: is he he
0: really didn't know what to do with Joe Right.
2: Alexander. He knew he was talented enough to play, but he didn't know what to
0: do with him. I think he thought Joe Alexander was going to be another pit and he wasn't. He really was he was a different player. But I think that you know you see Eric Stevenson come out. He plays 30 minutes against Oklahoma uh he he scores 34 points he shoots 23 times he shoots a third hey. of the team's field goal he shoots we we shot 64 shots he shoots 23 of them i'm okay with that i am too and it like, and it's what and, and it's and i watched it scooty and i was like th- i mean i'm not granted i don't think oklahoma is that great of a team this year um but did he feel like a ball hog to you no he no, didn't right. 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 It didn't feel like he was hogging the ball. It felt like the it was moving to him. Came natural. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
1: Well, he's the first to score thirty plus in back to back home games. Who who tweeted this out? I want to give somebody credit for this. Somebody tweeted this out. Nick Farrell tweeted out that he's the first WVU player. I just think this is really interesting. If you think, especially through like twenty ten to twenty ten to twenty twelve, for example. Uh 30 plus in back-to-back home games since Greg Jones in 1982. That's a, I mean, that's 40 years ago. We're talking. That's crazy. Um, pretty good company. We had already been talking about him last week. I think he and Deshaun Butler were the only two people um to score so many points in the Coliseum up to that point, you know, for for a single game. Now he's adding this. I mean, we were talking about. For a guy that seemed to lose his moxie uh, at the Crotchgate apology, he's now, like, weathered that storm, and he's coming back out with some moxie.
2: I can only imagine that he got browbeat pretty hard after Crotchgate. I'm going to imagine, like, the... It certainly looked that way. He got put in the doghouse, and he got to play. He's one of the few guys that I think was in Hug's doghouse but got to play, but I think he didn't know how to act, right? I think he he didn't want to be himself because he was probably being told that his self wasn't very wasn't what we're supposed to be like, right? That's not how Mountaineers act. Well, I think he got caught up in the moment with Crotchgate and and made a bad uh probably three second decision because it wasn't very long because it was hard to even tell that he did anything. Because if you remember, we were upset that he got called for a technical for just staring. Yeah, right. So, like, couldn't have been much. And and I think he struggled. I mean, I I am totally on the outside. I don't know any inside information. But I'm going to guess he struggled with, like, oh, crap. Maybe I've made a big mistake. Maybe this isn't how I'm supposed to be. Maybe I'm supposed to be something different. And...
1: Well, or like swung the pendulum too far the other way, you know, like when you're not a conservative guy and now you're trying to bottle yourself up, you know, maybe
2: you. And I think he's realized, hopefully he's realized, I need to be me. I just need to think before I do something dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Just still be yourself.
1: More more deliberate with what you're doing on the court.
2: You can think what you want to do, but
0: then doing it's another thing. Don't do it all the time. But would you say, Johnson, like, I mean, we're for like. The last four games of Eric Stevenson's WVU career, it's a different Eric Stevenson. I mean, I think one of those games he was a little soft. 17, I think he had in against um, TCU. 34, he had that other 30-plus 30 game, 32 game. Like, he's definitely turned a corner. I don't know how you don't see that.
1: Yeah, and it's funny that it's almost like a switch has been flipped. So, I, you know, do you think – I mean, now I'm just thinking out loud here, but do you think a Dermar –
2: I was going to say talks I'm, to him. Yes. maybe Or, you know, somebody think,
1: gets in his ear like, Hey man, go play. Like I think he like go be
2: you. I think he's got, I think Alex ruoff has been a very positive influence for him. And I think the combination of Alex Ruoff, who's probably been giving him like, Hey, try this in this situation, do this. This seems to work. And then you've got DeMar maybe saying, Hey, don't back down to anybody. Don't yeah be yourself. Be, be what got you to where you're at. I think that combination is is what we're seeing. But it's fun, right? I mean, is it not fun to watch he's we talked about Sagaba Kanate being must-see TV a couple years ago. Like you had to watch the game to see what he was going to do next. Right now, we've got a little bit of that again because we've got Eric Stevenson is he going to score 30? Is he going to score 36 next game? Is he going to get to 40? People want to see that. I want to see that. And you've got a baby sags on the way, a little baby sags, a little a little British baby sags, mate. Well, you let's can... uh,
1: hold on because I I want to I want to talk about the UK's finest just in a second. But the the funny thing, Guido, I wanted to see if I don't I don't think Scoot had this reaction, but I was interested to know. So the first half of this game, Stevenson's already gone for twenty three. WVU scores an absurd 56 points in the first half. They're up 26. I think they're up thir- 56 to 30. They're up 26 points in the first half of this game. My wife looks at me and she says, well, you must be enjoying this. And I was like, well, not yet. I mean, they've got us right where they want us, right? Like I'm not co- a 30 point lead means nothing to me. Woman like, it's not like we're not in the clear at all here. And we uh scoot. We, I doubt you felt this way, but, in Guido and I's defense, because I have a feeling Guido shares the sentiment. We come out and spend like the first four minutes of the second half, Oklahoma immediately cuts it to like 20, like 18 or 20. And I was like, I was just sitting there thinking, please don't do this right. to me. You've got to oh, remember 100%. So
2: at halftime. Um, halftime is the opportunity for coaches to kind of either remind guys of certain things that they had planned or change things that they had planned. So coming out of a halftime, I often anticipate a little bit of a, a surge, especially if the team is not doing well. We we tend to get a real good surge from Huggins talks at halftime. If we've stunk the first half up, we typically start the second half pretty strong. Now, whether or not we can maintain that surge, that's a whole other story
1: well and if you're if you're the team holding serve I feel like you always have to like
2: weather the little bit of weather storm that yeah. storm well. and
1: and that's what we did and I I just bring it up because I was really proud that they didn't let the whole thing fall down
0: I, I didn't feel very good at the start of that second half I would say that at the nine-minute mark and the way we were playing left in the second half I was like this, this is gonna end okay like I don't, I think this is going to end. Okay. And it ended great. Right. I mean, it ended great. It's great to see WVU win 93 to 61. I was a little cranky. We'll get, we'll get to the, to the British stallion here in a minute. I was though a little cranky at Oklahoma with a minute and a half left in the game, like fouling and stopping the clock. Like they were going to be able to make a comeback down by 30 points. That was a little, like, I didn't understand what was happening there. I texted you guys. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I wonder, don't they just want out of this game?
1: Yeah, right. Don't you just want to go home?
2: I wonder when the last time we scored 93 on a conference opponent.
1: No, I. That's a good question. That is a really good question. We'd have to dig that up.
2: Yeah, I. Like, we do that. Well, we do that against some of these, like. Yeah, I mean, uh, against the Power
0: Five. I can't even tell you the last time we scored 90 against Power Five. That'd be interesting to see, but These rough shot teams. We the the one thing that did come out of the second half that was fun was Mister Oconquo got a couple of minutes. Good day, mate, and turned it on. He turned it on. Scoot. He's he's
2: become very fun to watch, whether it's a uh, flash in the pan or if he can sustain some of this uh, mojo that he has right now, but he's got a very good chance of really um, locking in a space for himself next year. I, I think that this is this is the point of the season here where he goes from being this unknown quantity to, hey, WVU's got a legit shot blocker. They've got this British kid who's a little bit young, but uh, he's going to be a really good player and and i think i think that's what he's doing right now well aren't a, you
1: excited about his because he is so young i get excited about like he's he had a double double yeah i mean he's going to develop like he has years in the program to develop if you know if everything goes well it's really exciting and i think it's exciting for him too you're right not only cementing a spot but i mean really growing into this game that he's that he's starting to to put together
0: well he had a 2 minute minute and 45 second like flash there with about six minutes left to go in the game where it was like block down dunk back rebound back down like another dunk like it was just it was awesome it was
1: fun yeah it was fun and they were amped up for him i i mean look 10 points 10 rebounds in 14 minutes in this league come on
2: I don't care who you're playing. Yeah, that's, for a guy awesome, that sometimes doesn't get in until halfway through the first half. Right. Yeah, right. Like, because he's not usually the first big man off the bench still. Aren't you angry, I think after though? I think
0: after the Oklahoma game, though, he might be. Like, I don't know how you put Mo in in front of him after that.
1: Isn't it frustrating, though, that, to me, this puts the first meeting with Oklahoma completely back into perspective. I mean, there was no like, what way. what the heck was going on yeah, yeah. Like, this... To me, I know you're at home, friendly confines, but I mean they ran this team out of the gym. It's hard for me to to go back and think of that first meeting and and you know, that's one we just should have taken care of business on.
0: I, and I and well, and again, that's my that's the Big 12, right? That's the problem with the conference this year is that it's like that. And that's a WVU thing, Johnson. I mean, this is where I'm going to sound like your typical WVU fan though. We've left at least three games on the table now that we should have had in the conference that adds up over time you
2: know so i don't know this in front of me because i don't have this you guys are the stats guys what's our record conference record with larry we were well
0: we got rid of larry before we won a conference game
2: yeah we were Mm -hmm. and six or something like that no
0: oh and four oh and five when we got rid of him yeah, we were 0 and five. Okay. And, what are we and, since?
1: And Oklahoma was that fifth loss by one point. Since since then, uh were four and what, two? Yeah. Counting the Auburn. Yeah. And
2: what Yeah, was, I'm, I'm counting so Auburn. So you said four Three. and two?
1: Yeah, I'm counting Auburn. Three conference wins, two losses.
2: So we've got a winning record without Larry. Not to say that Larry was the main reason why we were losing games, but There's obviously been a change Whether that's The unchaining Of Eric Stevenson Somehow maybe There was some I don't know something Where he was getting the clamps put on him I don't know Um, Whether DeMar Johnson has just been a positive influence And I think that definitely has been the case DeMar's come in With some energy right And And I'm I follow him on social media and he's a Cincinnati guy through and through. Like, I think I saw a picture of his like game room and it's like Cincinnati couches and bar stools. And since his uh, McDonald's all American he's a big Cincinnati guy because that's where he went to school. Of course he's going to have all that kind of stuff. But I think he is just as equally excited to be a part of this staff and to have an impact on on college guys. And I, I think that...
1: Um, well, I think having, he's all in for hugs, too. Right, and right. having a
2: former NBA player, you know, that's only going to be a positive influence. Especially a young... Not to say younger, he's like our age. But a younger guy, in comparison to Larry, I mean, you've got more energy.
0: So, Johnson, we talked about in the post game of the TCU... How Coach Hugs was like there are no leaders. There's no leaders. We need leaders. And then we go into the post game of the Oklahoma game, and he talks about how great Stevenson was in the huddle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I bookmarked uh, Scoot. I bookmarked Ethan Bach had tweeted this out. One of the first things Hugs goes to, like Guido said, is um, on Eric Stevenson. He's great in the huddle. He can get on him at times. Very encouraging. Like, so it so, like, so it was like oh so interesting. then
2: maybe he makes this leader statement after the tcu game and on the plane ride he he pulls eric up to the front of the plane hey listen i may have said some things in the post-game press conference <laughs> not you I'm not talking about you son i'm talking about emmett i'm talking about emmett i just didn't want to say emmett's name
0: i mean that could be the, that could be the truth so i don't know uh it's just it's interesting to me you know i i see the change i'm i'm with you guys on the change i'm just still a little like i'm still a little leery well, unpack scoot, stay a little while we're
1: not getting 12 wins well scoot let's let's talk about that for two seconds though because you've brought it up two times now you know and i think you're doing that because you know i'm an emmett matthews fan i like to um you'd like to needle me poke i know i know you do. Well, Emmett goes for two points in this game in 20 minutes. And look, it pains me. Guido Trey Mitchell goes for four points, uh, in 22 minutes. And we talked, I brought it up last week. I, and I, I worry, you know, I can never be fully happy or comfortable in these WVU games. We're celebrating Eric Stevenson. And even last night in a 32 point win or whatever, part of me was thinking, well, thank goodness that Stevenson is going off because some of the parts of his supporting cast right now are still kind of struggling. And I don't really get it. I I continue to not understand. Um, not so much Trey Mitchell, because I think, you know, Scoot pointed out last week when I brought this up, Trey Mitchell, I think, for as much experience as we feel like he has, is still figuring it out, I think. Um, I think Emmett Matthews is the more... Uh, I don't know. What's the word skewed? The the more puzzling thing to me because Enigma. this this guy's been around. He's he's got tons of experience. And I feel like lately, you know, is it just shooting? Like is he just in a shooting slump? I feel like some games he doesn't even attempt shots he, when they're No, open. I don't think he even shoots. Yeah, so it's I don't know. I I think it's there. It's just like it's not I don't know. He hasn't he hasn't found the groove yet, and I worry, Scoot, like, we're not talking about, like, sophomore Emmett Matthews. Like, look, let's be honest. There's only so much time left
0: to figure it out, right? I mean, to, like, put it in motion. Well, this is where I go back to my my naivete about basketball, right? Emmett's struggling. He's been struggling. I mean, I know he had 10 points in TCU game, but, you know, he like, in a game like this, he looks rough. But then you see Seth Wilson come in, you know he hits what his two of his three three pointers. He he shoots the ball well. I don't understand why you have a if you have a player who played like why isn't next game talk to me about the starting five right like I just don't get it like why isn't oh, a Seth Wilson uh, taking that position and I understand Emmett's a senior and he came back and what it's the Jordan McCabe thing like why were we starting Jordan McCabe. If you were going to pull him in the Isa first two Amad minutes.
2: Thing. It's Why the Issa mod thing. It's the same Ahmad
0: thing. Same thing. Like, well, it's, it's, aren't you it's, supposed to put the guys out there that give you the best chance of winning, Scooty?
2: In theory, yes. Yes. In theory, you are supposed to do that. I think, um, of course, the coach speak is right. You, it doesn't matter who starts the game. It's who finishes the game or who's in there at the most important times. That's the thing you need to watch. Um, somehow under coach Huggins we have developed this the, it's the, the dreaded curse of the West Virginia wing and there are
1: some mysteries in the modern world the, if it's you like how, how six, were the pyramids six, built uh, chicken before the egg and yes. then why don't swing forwards perform in the Bob Huggins era at WVU like that's it's, my list yes.
2: of- if you are six foot six and between six foot six and six foot nine, and play the three spot for <laughs> for WVU. See, Jermaine Haley got lucky because he somehow was a he point guard at like point. six nine. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have had a rough time. He escaped. But if you are, for whatever reason, that and and you have to be somewhat lean, right? You can't be a thickums, right? If you're if you're lean, you are. Hey, there's gonna be some games. Like, I can tell you, like, if you were being recruited by WVU to play for Coach Huggins and you fit that description, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have two games in a row where you might score 15. You're going to have three games in a row where you might score zero. Like, it's just feast or famine for those guys. And I think we all agree. I, I, maybe I, we all don't agree, but for me, Emmett Matthews, where I want him is I want him on the perimeter, but I want him to be able to use his ability to get to the basket. I don't. I know. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think he relies too much on shooting. And if the shot, he feels the shots not there. He doesn't shoot it.
1: But every once in a while, was it TCU scoot? He gathers the ball blows by his man down the baseline dunks. And I remember I text you like, Oh, hi, Emmett.
2: Like, like, hi, that's the Texas tech. from a yeah. couple years ago. Like what are we do what's that? like do that all the time man same with jalen bridges do that same with uh iso do that <laughs> trey mitchell you're the same do that just do that uh what was the other character wesley harris was that that guy's name yeah before he whatever happened to him yeah but i mean
1: but with wesley there was some hey don't do that but <laughs> yes there, with, <laughs>
0: yeah. you're right hey wesley don't do that so what you're telling me though is it's a hugs thing it's not a I, it's not I, a Emmett an Emmett thing is that I what you're telling me i don't know
2: <laughs> I, to, I don't to an extent and and back to your like why don't guys start and other guys don't start some of it is some of it is the hope, or what you see in practice. Like, okay, so I see Emmett is just destroying people in practice.
0: I've got to stick with that. I can't make a change. You're 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 the head coach of WVU, right? Yes. Huggins Huggins uh, leaves, and I was going to say something very dark, but I decided not to. Uh, Huggins leaves, and you get hired as the head coach tomorrow. Okay. Who's your start? Who are your starting five? Who's your starting five?
2: for me? Um well okay, so I would start I think oof. I can say his starting
0: five. I uh, almost want to uh, hear John I almost want to hear Johnson guess your starting can five. And I predict okay, your ahead. starting five. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Right off the bat, I'm just yeah. gonna cut to the chase. Toots.
2: Yes. Stevenson. Hands down. Yes. Big Tunka. Yes. Trey. I don't know. I don't I don't know about really? Trey. I don't know about Trey. Well now I'm off. Now you throw me a curveball. Seth Wilson, Seth. I think yes. I never would have said that last year. In a heartbeat. I, I wouldn't have said that in the first couple games this year.
1: Well, but he's that's a testament to him, right? He's given right. you a reason. Right. So you
0: start and so is your is your 3 because that's so that's your so you've got Toots as your 1, mm-hmm. Seth as your 2. Yeah. Uh
1: well then it's Mike, you're you're going to play uh you're going to have uh T and crumpets.
0: That's right. That's right, Mike. So you're pushing, but see, here's the thing. So now you're pushing Stevenson to the
2: three, right? Yeah, but I, I don't get too wrapped up in that. Don't get, don't get too, because I think that Guido doesn't watch, want
1: you to foist the curse well, of the three on
2: yeah, Stevenson. No, because if you watch Stevenson, isn't playing the one, but a lot of times he brings the ball up the court.
0: I feel like Scoot, though, as a head coach, you're you're a two big man set. You want two big guys. I. I think I do.
2: Now, you've got to get some offense, though. Like, here's the problem, right? So, Tunka, if if he's not going to provide any offense, he becomes a problem for me because he's not really getting down the court fast. He's not like a – I mean, he gets some offensive rebounds. uh, And I don't know this, but I wonder – like, he's got great feet, but does he have great hands? Because he doesn't finish around the rim very well. And I don't think he's making bad decisions with the ball. I just don't think he can grab it very well. Um, but
0: here's but here's the thing, Scoot. And this is like this is where it's hard. That position's hard because like in in the Oklahoma game, Tonka only had one point. Algonquin comes in, he gets ten points. Right, right. So, and I, I mean, I, here you go.
2: I, I'm willing. The size of Tunka alone makes me feel like I've got to play him. I but know this though, like. Tunka is not going to By the way, I didn't
0: even get a laugh about the algorithm No, I thing. did. I smiled. Yes.
2: Uh, Tunka is he's not going to like you've got to play that guy in spurts, right? You can't you can't just roll him out there and well, think he's going to go through I think the first Tunk is two. Tunka's
1: like the tenderizer. You know, cuz Graves is a big dude for yeah. Oklahoma in this game. I felt like Tunka softens Softened him, him up, up a little, a little and yeah. then uh uh Air UK comes in and kind of finishes the know, british and,
0: knight oh that's good oh the british knight i like that
1: people are gonna have to
0: do some research bk on that dimacels
1: cell that's right oh my god save
0: the bk for the t-shirt we gotta yeah. do the t-shirt
1: well the guido the Emmett matthews thing is you know it's hard to talk about it's a lot of speculation we don't have to spend too much time on it but i think it's interesting that i just bring it up because if you recall in the early season, Hugs would say things like, "We have to have Emmett on the court. Emmett's kind of the rock. He calms people down. You know, that's kind of what Hugs would would comment. Now, you know, here's a game. You're up 30. Um, you're scoring 93 points. Uh, Emmett, he only plays 20 minutes. You know, I mean, for him, that's not a whole lot of minutes. He scores, uh, what we said, two points. So and it just
0: scoot, like you can't go without saying. Kedrian Johnson plays 33 minutes and scores 16 points and you know I know you don't love the guy but like he has a good game and like that's the thing about you know and and I guess when you look at it and you think about even when you go back and think about those days with Joe Alexander right like Joe Alexander would score 30 points but you never had the same guy scoring 15 or 20 behind him right Right, It switched every game right and that's what's happening this year and that's what you need to have happen
2: yeah, I listen. I've I've said this uh, and I know we I'd say we get paid to be critical. We don't get paid. We just we just get critical. Um it's part of our job to say what we see and say what we think. So that's what I'm doing. I really like this team. I've liked them from the get-go. I still like them. Uh is it quirky at times? Yes. Do I totally dislike Emmett Matthews and Trey Mitchell? No, no, of but course not. I, I think, in the moment, we've got to play what's working right now. Maybe not what worked, fifteen games ago. Uh, so I do think that there is some of some uh, change that may have to happen, Guido, and and it's the whole Issa Ahmad thing, right? Issa Ahmad, I think, started every game that he played at WVU. The only time he may not have started is he had some sort of phantom injury where he was really sleepy and we
1: don't talk continue to it. trot don't him out, about but he doesn't. ESA, okay. Just well, toe <laughs> Listen, the line
2: here. Scoot. It, don't talk about my Isa that it, way. Okay. Infuriates me because ISA. we've said this and I'll say it again. He had the build of like a LeBron James and he was, did not do anything with it. No. it was, Yes, I know. So so Issa, at times, like, he's not in the game at the end. Just like I think, and and maybe this is what went awry for Larry. Like, remember we talked about how at the end of some of the games in the beginning of the season, Stevenson's one of your go-to guys, and he's not in the game. Like, what the heck? Like, why does he come out, you know, with 15 minutes left in the game and then he doesn't come back in or he – comes back in with 2 minutes left. Like Well, Guido, what we you doing? have
1: a point though about Seth. I mean, Seth to me and some guys just, you know, they're good 6th men. I mean, remember Tariq Phillip? I I was I loved Tariq Phillip. He always came off the bench. People, you know, there are players we've had over the years like that. But I think you're you're not wrong about Seth Wilson because he makes it harder and harder, I think, for you to keep looking him off for minutes when he comes in, he's such a confident shooter and he's He's good under pressure. He has such a smooth stroke when he does decide to pull up. I mean, he's, he's you know, you give him minutes, you get points in return. So I think it makes it harder and harder for you to look him off. So I, I agree with
0: you. I, I will say this, and I want to go back. I'm We're going to go, like, hopefully I go back and I'm right. I said this was going to be a Sweet 16 team. I said that we were going to ha- struggle in the conference. We are going to be a Sweet 16 team. Between that, the talks about... How Stevenson feels like Joe Alexander in the NBA pedigree. It feels like that 07-08 WVU team. And that was like, honestly, that's one of my favorite teams. I mean, you got to remember that's early days of John Flowers and Deshaun Butler. Missoula was on that team. You had late days of Ruoff, Darius Nichols. That was a great Groundwork for what came a couple seasons later. And that was a Sweet 16 team, that 2008 that was 2008 Sweet Sixteen team, and I feel a lot about it. And it even, even to the point now, like, I, and Johnson and I talk about Ken Palm all the time. Scoot Kenneth Pomeroy update incoming. Scooty, Scooty likes Joey Brackets, right? Scooty likes Joe lenardi
2: I, I don't know that I like Joey Brackets. I don't think that's you
0: got Lenardi who has us right now outside. He has us on the bubble right now. You've got. Ken Palm on the other end has us the 15th ranked team right now. And Ken Palm it's so hard like to wrap my yeah, head around. It's weird. weird.
1: It's so weird.
0: I will tell you, I think in, of all the years of, because I, you know, and the problem was, is that 0, 07, 08 team, that was still a big East team. You know, there were easy, like the big East was great, but by that point in the big East, there were easy teams, right? Like that was seven. 08 team I think Syracuse was was Syrac- you know, Syracuse was still in the Big East I think at that point but like you know th- the Big East had started to change at that point
1: well it's funny it's funny though, Guido because you watch like I don't know if you do this but I I have a vested interest in uh UNC Charlotte these days okay uh, and I, I I caught their game Saturday before WVU they're playing FAU. Uh, do you guys remember who FAU is? Uh, yes, Florida Atlantic. Right. Uh, okay. Do you think the Do you think the common college basketball fan like remembers who an FAU is? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Didn't uh, Richard Patino coach there? At one I time? think so. At one time. Yes. FAU. Do you know what their record is? Do you know what their ranking is? I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that. They're the nineteenth. Rated squad in the country. Do you know what their record is?
2: Uh, they have got a few losses. Just they're
1: 22 and two. Okay. And I, I'm watching, I'm watching them play Charlotte Saturday and Charlotte's up 31 30 at the half. Now Charlotte decides to forget how to basketball in the second half. I think they score like 12 total points the second half FAU beats them handily by like 15 points, but I was sitting, I I was sitting there watching the, and look, this is no, they may be better than what I watched Saturday, but Guido, you sit and you like, so, you know, your comment about Ken Palm has his 15 and you're like, this is so difficult to figure out. You're now sitting at 14 and nine. You're what? Three and seven in your conference. But listen to me, listen to me, Mountaineer nation. I think you you bring FAU into the Coliseum, WVU smacks them around. You know what I mean? That's the that's the oh, yeah. tough that's the tough thing when you're watching these games and you're trying to make assessments on stuff. So I you know, Scoot, we give we give Joey Brackets and Kenneth Pomeroy uh a lot of gruff here, but like they it's tough. It's tough trying to weed through this stuff and figure it out.
2: Yeah, I, I think they're a tournament team. Huggins, I can't say his name. Huggins said as much as as the same saying that uh, we're a tournament team and that he goes, I think we're going to win a couple games in a tournament, which I agree because you get matched up against, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, St. Mary's or uh, uh, Iona or somebody yeah, they in the first round. don't want the round. smoke. Or they don't, like uh, they don't
1: want this smoke. As long no. as the
2: lumberjack is gone from Sam, Sam yeah, Houston right. Or, or yes, Stephen F. Right. Austin, or you
1: whatever. Have, that place you didn't was. have to bring that up. Yeah, you didn't have to talk about. it. I'm that with you. Stephen I up. think
0: this team. I, I mean, hopefully we don't. Joe Lenardi is. I mean, is wrong or right or whatever. Hopefully we're in, because I think this team can be successful in. The the tournament. I think they can have a couple of upsets in there, and I think it would well, be fun to watch. Well, Guido,
1: the Big 12, though, in Big 12 fashion, they're, uh, I feel like the conference looks at the Mountaineers, though, and they go, oh, uh, did you guys – oh, were you having fun? Did you enjoy that 30-point win? Are you, are? Oh, are you happy? Oh, well, because your next three games are Iowa State, Texas, and Baylor. Like, have fun with that, you know?
0: Right. I mean, right now, Iowa State coming off a huge win – uh, against kansas this is an iowa state team that earlier in the year beat number one unc this is an iowa state team that has beaten a lot of ranked teams so sitting what currently at 13 i think yeah that's a, it's a tough game it's in morgantown wednesday night on espn two eight o'clock tip off nice time i like that eight o'clock tip on on a national it's easy to find that's good um yeah so that's you know, that's what we're, we're facing the bear looking down at. You got Texas. We're traveling to Austin for a Saturday noon tip against Texas. That's on one of the ESPN networks. And then Monday uh, against Baylor in Waco. So, yeah, you're not wrong. Like, she got to show up, right? It's the Big 12. It's do like playing. The, it's 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 listen, it's 90s Big East basketball. It's All such a gauntlet. Do, do you think you have to do you guys think you
1: have to steal one of those away games? Do you think you have to do that?
0: You got to take one of them. You have to take one of them. You have to get, I mean, you have to, of these three, I think you have to get two. And I think you have to hope you can take Iowa at home and then you get one of those away. Which is going to be, I mean, come on, like we're acting, but like
1: hopefully the Coliseum crowd shows back up. The atmosphere was spectacular for this Oklahoma game. Hopefully they can hold serve there. And then I agree. I think, I feel like you got to just, figure out a way to get one of these away games.
0: Yeah. Cause after these games, you got Oklahoma state and Texas tech, you got to back in Morgantown and then you got to go to the the fog and we can't, I mean, Huggins has never won there. So there's a lot coming down the road here in, in February. So we'll see what happens, you know, keep tuned to us uh, a couple other basketball things. Speaking of that, 2007, 2018 Johnson, two guys from that team, are really starting to show up in uh, in the world of basketball. We'll start with Darius Nichols, who's on an eight game winning streak in Radford. Uh, he's coached there now for what three four years. It's his hometown. Uh, I think he's in, you know really starting to show there as a, as a good coach. So, congrats to him. Yeah, they play in the Big South. They're nine and two.
1: In the Big South, they're fifteen and nine overall. They're doing terrific. I love that. I was a big Darius Daris Nichols fan at the time. That's awesome to see him having having success.
0: And another guy from that that WVU Sweet Sixteen team in in two thousand eight, Joe Mazzulla, who was kind of just shoved into being the head coach of the Boston Celtics this year after uh, after some craziness with Ikime I- I- Undoko. Uh, Missoula. Now I got that completely wrong. Well, but, that was brave of uh, you because you're a, <laughs> a noted. I Hidoka. mean, you're a noted uh... Celtics fan. <laughs> okay, that's, <laughs> that's not, that's not, not where you where you go- go-
1: that's not where I was going. That's not where I uh, was going. I was
0: going to say Wordsmith.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I would have said Wordsmith.
1: You're a noted... <laughs> you're a you're a noted pronunciation wronger. Wronger. I said wordsmith. On,
0: anyways, Missoula. I thought you did well though. Congrats to him. He is what head coach of. Team Giannis, there I go again. Yeah, I didn't know they did that. Giannis. Yeah, I I didn't. What's the who's? What's his last name? Oh God, I'm not even trying that. (laughs) Not even the NBA (laughs) tries that. Like Kupo. Good, good good for you, Scoot. I'm proud of you.
1: But I didn't. I didn't know they called it like Team Giannis
0: because they started this because they had Team LeBron a couple like was that last year. So, but congratulations! You know, all of a sudden being forced to being a head coach of an NBA team. To now being the head coach of one of the all-star teams, great for Joe Mazzola.
2: I would like next uh, next week we will have we will have Guido break down the participants in the Australian Open. No
0: thanks. <laughs> We're not gonna. We will not go. Uh, We're gonna dive we can't into do, deep dive. We can't tennis. do tennis. Can do deep... We can't do hockey. Hockey would be hard for me as well. I'll be. I'll readily admit that. So we uh, can't do either of those. Uh, so but one name I can pronounce correctly is neil brown who is the head coach of wvu football scooty's favorite football coach there is wvu football schedule announced the day after our last podcast we were speculating johnson uh when we were talking about that that uh we would get to see dana come back to morgantown but that did not happen
1: uh that didn't come to fruition we have to go to houston but at least we know i guess in this current like transition phase of the big 12 who we aren't playing uh next season on the gridiron so that is scoot essentially the state of kansas
0: okay. yeah all the yep. Kansases. Yep. yep
1: uh texas which is kind of a bummer i think
0: and uh, our geographic rival Iowa
1: State. Iowa State. The Riot Bowl goes out the window. So those are the four you don't play next season. Scoot. Does any of that make you sad?
2: Uh, no, not really. You Uh, get
1: in return. So let's Guido. Let's hit the home. No disrespect
2: to real quick. No disrespect to our fans in Iowa or Kansas. Yeah. I don't know that I ever thought about Iowa or Kansas before 2012 or whenever we joined this. Midwestern, Route Six Phillips Route sixty six, loving <laughs> well, conference. You,
1: well, you don't have to think about them next football season either, Scoot. So you get the people you do have to think about though in conference are uh, at home, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, the Bearcats, and uh, the BYU Cougars will be at Mountaineer Field. How about them Cougs? Is that a
0: Cougar in the car? <laughs>
1: Now we have to go to newcomers Houston and uh, UCF at the end of October. I think that's
2: interesting. Um, what now? Let's talk real quick because I like to talk real quick. Okay. Um, so we start the season with our three non-conference games, correct? Yes. That's a that's a Penn State, a Duke, yes. and a Pitt. Correct. Okay. Followed by who's our first conference game? Texas Tech. Okay could be a coin toss maybe could be a coin toss we could be we sometimes it's away it's home it's home well okay then we play
1: who again well then then it gets interesting you have to go on the road to tcu then you have to go on the road to dana the fighting holgersons
2: yeah so then you got two like does neil well i know we're gonna have a lot of time to kick this around but first glance Does Neil see much of November in Cheat Lake?
0: (laughs) Listen, you guys, you guys can talk about this all you want for the next six, seven months. I'm going to tell you right now, Neil Brown will be head coach of WVU until November 26th. That's what he will be let go the day after the the Baylor game. I'm just saying. Like you got when was the last? Like, do you because we don't honestly want to give him think, holiday pay for you, Thanksgiving? Yeah, like I don't know. But when, honestly, like when was the last? Like WVU doesn't fire coaches midseason, guys. What would
1: Clone say? I feel like Clone would say, "No yeet until turkey meat." Yeah, is what so. he would say. <laughs> You're not gonna yeet him out of Cheat Lake Scoot until turkey meat. I. You think a mid season firing is Guido and I have rolled this around now for two seasons. They refuse to do that scoot. That I know that's where Guido's coming I, I'm from. They refuse you, to do
2: it. If he's one in five.
1: Which he very well may be. It won't happen.
2: I, I think it does. I think Ren gets the the message from above. Because I think they wanted to I feel like they wanted to with when they removed Shane, I feel like that was like a Hey, we got to get rid of somebody here. So let's try this
0: guy first. How many more dozens of times do you think we'll have this conversation before? Yeah, oh, well, September second, a ton.
1: Are you saying that though? It, can I state the obvious? Are you are you saying that though? Because that, uh, what fifth loss in your scenario would be Dana? And yeah. you think the fans will we just be like, we "This is the Dana. worst of looks, right?" Yes, this we can't is-
2: lose to Dana. I, I think everyone in their right mind would think we're going to lose to TCU. Yeah. Right?
1: I mean, okay. they're losing I mean, a bit, but I mean, they're having...
2: Returning yeah. championship team. Right. Uh, Texas we Tech, lose... we
1: never perform well
2: against. Right. And if we lose to Pitt and Penn State, so you've lost to two traditional rivals. The two
1: emotional games. The one yeah. that's
2: probably becoming a rival just because of who the coach is now. And shoot, let's t- let's throw in a Cincinnati loss. Like yikes. Can you beat anybody in your region? Can you beat anybody that you have a connection to? That's a problem. Other than Duquesne, who are the wins in that in that in that schedule?
0: Ooh,
2: that's tough.
1: This is an early prognostication, Scoot. This is tough. Like a
0: like a right off the dome piece, Scoot, what do you feel? What do you think? Like when you look at the schedule for the for this year's football team. Which ones do you look at and go, oh, we got that? Other than Duquesne, right? Because you're playing, like, you know, guys like a Division two school. Like, other than Duquesne, like, uh, nothing. Uh, There's not one. UCF would be the one I'd be like, I don't know enough about UCF to say UCF. Uh,
2: listen, I am going to say this. They got a better coach than we do. Um, Gus on is a better coach. I forgot Gus Malzahn is the coach there now. He's a better coach than what
0: we got. I forgot about that.
1: Well, look, Dana's struggling a bit at Houston. Like that ship is listing. He's not happy. I was reading some stuff. He's he, you know, he's complaining about his recruits and his facilities. I think Cincinnati is now, uh, post what's his face. There, you know, there's going to be some trying times there. I don't think Central Florida. They talk a, a big a big game, but I think, you know, that talent isn't going to be, you know like conference talent. There there's games in there. I think the proof will then be in the pudding. Like if you go out and you lay eggs in in those games then come on. Like what like what are we even still doing here already? But like what are you really doing here if you if you're not taking care of those games?
2: Uh I'm doing, I'm doing some quick math here. Hang Scoot's on. Scoot's
1: trying
0: to figure out other than duquesne 47. Who he can Everybody can hear it, Scoot's head doing math right now. It's like
2: So UCF granted they've been playing weaker Conference opponents.
1: They were in their conference championship Since last year.
2: 2016. Okay. They have 65 wins. Okay. They have 26 losses. Okay. That's pretty solid. And that's with three different coaches.
1: Yeah, sure.
2: I think we lose that game. Uh, okay. I think that that's a tough one. We're I not think. not answering the question.
0: What is a win? Yeah, what is a win other than Uh... the game?
1: So I gave you Houston, Cincinnati, and Central Florida. Like You you don't see any wins there. Cincinnati is at home. No,
2: I don't think. I think, no, they're a better team. Luke Fickle's a better coach.
1: He's not there anymore. Is he still there? That's what I mean. Who's there now? Some guy that's not named Luke Fickle. I don't know.
2: Okay, well take that i out. think
1: it's the guy from louisville some reason he oh, was
2: like louisville satterfield oh yeah did, satterfield. You just, did you just say louisville? Louisville.
0: Louisville. louisville louisville i'll go johnson since scoot is wishy-washy on this here are the wins Easy. next year okay you're you're ready and and you're gonna freak when i say this all right three win three wins okay Duca- duquesne obviously yeah. 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 yes cincinnati okay in houston okay and here's what happens. We go in that Houston game one and four after losing the Penn state Pitt, TCU or Texas and T- or Texas tech and TCU. And we win against Houston. And then that's when Gordon Gee and Ren Baker go, well, we still have confidence It's only year three. It's only year. Yeah. It's only year three. We still have confidence. And then we go on and we eke that a win out against Cincinnati at home which is going to be the got your Ears on game of the year. And then uh and then the eleven twenty six, twenty twenty-three will be the day that Neil Brown will no longer be the head coach of WVU. Baylor Homer
2: away. Baylor Homer away. Away. Baylor's away. Oh, okay. Never mind. That was that was the one way <laughs> that was the one place I thought we could get a win.
0: Maybe it's the twenty seventh and twenty eighth when he gets fired. They let him get off the plane Listen, first, and I'm then they, they, they go. He doesn't get tarmed. Do you think?
2: Do you think Ren and Gordon might cook up a special birthday present for me? Oh, oh they, they could. could. The 29th, 29th is, is, my is my birthday. Yeah, Maybe no, not get a, get a, It could be. It could a be birthday a present.
0: present. It doesn't make financial sense. There, okay. nobody expects anything from this team. There, uh, the fa- like the fans that saw the schedule and were like, "We're gonna win seven games next year," are crazy.
2: What happens if we lose to Duquesne? I know it's not gonna happen, but what would happen if we did? Yeah, I mean that's a. Then I think you. –
1: Yeah, come on. That's un that's unreasonable.
0: Yeah. But I think that they look at it from a financial standpoint, Scoot. Why would you pay for and have somebody come in early, wait until coaching rotation happens in December, deal with it then, see who else gets fired, you know. Maybe you get lucky and Jimbo gets let go from A and M and then I don't know. Like that's all I'm saying. I I, and like we don't have to get into it anymore. Well, I wanna
1: give mine. Go ahead, Johnson. What are yours? I want to hear
0: yours. So and you guys aren't gonna
1: like it, but I I think I think in true Neil Brown era style, it's annoying is all get out for this season, right? I think it's another one of those like just enough to be annoying. I think you get Duquesne, obviously. I think you get Texas Tech at home. I think you get Oklahoma State at home because they're a mess. Spencer Sanders transferred. Mike Gundy's ship is, I don't know, man. It's That's a mess right now. I, I think – I think you get, <laughs> I think you get Cincinnati at home. Um, that would be my fourth, and I think you you might even get BYU at home. Ooh, five wins! Yeah, yeah. I, I think you get to four or five, and then you have another one of those like you crazy. Him Hall twiddling thumbs. You know, I feel like it's we'll be we'll be th- at Thanksgiving dinner talking about are they really going to continue to roll with this dude? Because you know what I mean? I can see it being another one of those just enough to be annoying. I, I feel like it could totally be that. Yeah. I, okay. I so
2: I'm officially now looking at the schedule. I wasn't before. Well, what were you doing before? I was, I was doing math. I was doing Gus Malzahn's or I was doing the UCF record. Okay. Uh, I see a win against Duquesne. I think we win against Texas tech. I'll say that. And I think we we win against Oklahoma State. I think that's it. I think that's it.
0: See, I agree with Johnson though. I think there'll be some like random game that they'll win. Them. Well, yeah, I I think it'll be annoying. They'll it,
2: they'll
1: win it could four be a or
0: five. It yeah, could be a right. Random Baylor, but I, at that point, it's four and some
2: four wins. Is that okay, to,
1: I feel better about four than five. But I'm saying it's just like it'll be something middling. Do
2: you feel better about four?
1: Like, is, does four make you feel? I mean. No, I Better? mean I can. No, I mean I'm more confident Better? that they can get four than five. I don't think I'm not. I feel more percentage-wise they could get four than five. I don't know, guys. It'll be. I'm just. I I, I think we'll probably shelf football talk at least until spring practices. Here's the other thing we have to just one last thing, Guido. One last thing. Sorry. One. one we just have to. I, this is mostly, uh, for Scoot. Uh, but. At. Let's see who who did this at Brian Clinton. He was going by the at B Clinton handle. I was like, why is Bill Clinton ranking football schedules? But anyway, this guy Brian Clinton, uh, who I think is through Heartland College Sports, he ranked the hardest schedules in the conference for twenty twenty three. Scoot, he put Old Neals conference number one hardest.
2: Like number his already, schedule. Yeah. yeah,
1: come on, man, hard schedule. But guy's got a hard schedule, Scoot.
2: Yeah, I know, but
1: he also had COVID to worry about. Right, that's what I mean. Like, cupboard was bare,
2: COVID,
1: schedules hard. It's another
0: built-in excuse.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can already see people. It's like... It's only
2: year three. You got to give a guy at least five years. That's before what I'm you can saying. His can't you class see get him through, winning?
1: Right? Like, can't you see another five and seven schedule was hard? Well,
2: it's really only year three. The transfer portal has been a problem.
1: It's a problem, and then here we are. You know arguing over you know tenure Uh, it's i don't know to me it could be another really annoying situation
0: and if if he doesn't i mean i don't know how no matter what happens if he doesn't get you to a bowl game if he doesn't get you seven or eight wins listen doesn't he doesn't stay as coach
2: he's got to get eight wins to stay i think it's it's got to be eight to stay seven's not good enough
1: i agree I just think there's a whole population of people out there, if Twitter is to be believed, that say you guys are just big old meanies. He's had a lot to deal with. Schedules hard. Listen, Scooty is a big old meanie. By
2: the way, I am.
0: And you guys listen to the show.
2: I haven't been buying what's being sold to us since year one. Like enough, enough already. I
0: don't. I'm with you. I'm on the. I'm on the. I'm down at camp with Scoot. Packing yeah, up listen, our stuff, looking looking for.
2: I am practically in a Hawaiian shirt and shorts. For Carabiners God's sake, I'm not climbing on any eBay. mountain. I'll tell you that much. I'm I'm closer to sea level than I am the top of this mountain.
0: Uh, that's too funny. No climbs, no climbs trusted. No climbs tr- Hashtag no climbs trusted. All right, guys, we should probably wrap it up for this week. Thanks to everybody for listening. Don't forget, look for us online. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter. Just search "Got Your Ears On" or at "Got Your Ears." On those platforms. You can also check out our website, gotyourearson.com. Johnson, you can go there and you can buy things. You can. You can go there. You can read
1: things like the show notes we'll put up for this show. You can click on those things. You can click on things like the tune in link. That'll be right on the homepage. If you want to listen right there in the website, you can click through to the merch store and then you're right, Guido, you can buy
0: things, uh G Y E O merch. So just go there and check it all out. Yeah. Check it out. Got your ears on. Dot com. WVU has two games this week. So make sure you check that out. Iowa state comes to Morgantown and plays in the Coliseum on a Wednesday. That's a 7 PM tip off on ESPN two and Texas. We travel to go see them in Austin at the Moody Center. That's a noon tip on ES, One of the ESPN networks. It's one of them. They haven't decided yet. Too much. Too too hard of a decision for them at this point to decide what network. So uh, definitely check that out. We'll be back next week with another show. Thanks everybody for listening. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On.